Welcome to the Competitive 40K Podcast, brought to you by Vanguard Tactics. It's our mission to help you play, progress, and perform at this incredible game of Warhammer 40K, keeping sportsmanship and fair play at its absolute core. I'm your host, Dave Colmel, a humble watcher in the dark. With me today to lead the Unforgiven back into the light of the Emperor is a true legend of our hobby. You've heard him on probably every 40K podcast in existence and dozens of live stream games. He's a proud leader of the Deathwing and a member of the Inner Circle, Mr. Adam Camilleri. Adam, welcome to the show. How's it going? Oh, my great pleasure to be here, mate. What a lovely, intrepid introduction you gave. Thank you very much. So I think this is the last podcast on your bingo card so uh, that you yes. haven't appeared on before. So uh, your free toaster will be sent to you in the mail shortly. Uh, well, I hear I get a, a captain named after me. I don't know who Lazarus was and how many podcasts he had to get on to get his own model, but I, I'm expecting um, an interrogator <laughs> chaplain model released at some point. Uh, you deserve at least that, you know, certainly more than the than the standard lieutenant on Tactical Rock. So, <laughs> yeah, he's not like being on Tactical Rock. That's that is a hundred percent, hundred percent. My current yeah. pet peeve of every of every current miniature. <laughs> every yes, miniature. And, yeah, and 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 you know, we won't even talk about the sadness that 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 is tenth edition that we've lost relic pistols. But um, <laughs> yeah. so anyway, uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we are obviously going today. To, to talk today about Dark Angels. I wanted to get a true faction specialist on, so uh, I did not, none other than harass the crap out of Adam to get him on this show because he is a longtime lover of Dark Angels. And so uh, we, we, we brought him in to, to give us the, the proper insight on this new Dark Angel Codex that uh, we have to thank Games Workshop for sending us both preview copies uh, of this codex so that we can get this out to you guys as soon as we are allowed to. So Indeed. thank you to Games Workshop. I was very, I was very happy when it dropped into my into my Gmail, being like, "Ooh, I didn't know it was coming this early." I mean, of course, we had the preview of the brand new, fantastic miniatures. I am, uh, I have some chagrin about the the beautiful new Deathwing Terminators and the fact that I have fifty Terminators. And I'm like, am I actually going to buy and paint more Terminators? And I mean, the answer is obviously yes, but I'm not yes. you know, stoked about <laughs> to get to get more. Once I get him in my little hands, though, all all that will go away, and uh, you know the work will begin. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I um, you know, I my first uh, army ever back in 1995 was Dark Angels, and oh, then when I when I enlisted in the army, I sold it all. So, uh, and I was like, I was fine. I came back and I switched to Imperial Fists, and you know, uh, and now I, as soon as the Lion came out last year, I was like, I think I need to go back to Dark Angels. It's time. I, I need to go back to Dark. Yeah, the, the call yeah, went out. Yeah, it's time. All the all the su- successor chapters. Yeah, and then and then the new and then the new models come out. Yeah, so all right. Uh, well, obviously, um, Adam and I are going to be uh, right back to talk to you guys. We uh, just got to take our first uh, sponsor break of the day for the Outpost. The Competitive Forty K Podcast is proudly supported by the Outpost, your friendly local gaming store with the most helpful and friendliest of staff. After visiting the Outpost, I was taken aback by the whole host of products available in store and online. With awesome discounts, gaming tables, and a huge range of terrain for different game systems, The Outpost is certainly a great place to hang out and hobby. Check out www.the-outpost.co.uk or go and visit them in-store. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Please do not forget to like, share, subscribe, leave us a five-star review if you would be so kind. Uh, Don't forget to uh, follow us on Instagram. Steve Vox is still on there at at the vanguard tactics i'm on there at, at infantry lawyer 40k and adam you want to plug your wares oh if you'd be so kind i have many um 
So first and foremost, I do a show, which is going to be very similar to what you guys are hearing right now. And most likely I'll be releasing an episode alongside this one over at Art of War Down Under, uh, which is predominantly a view-based podcast where we unpack uh, everything that comes out for the great game of Warhammer 40k, very akin to what we're doing, like I said, here. Um, if you want any further to that, I do another show called Warhammer Meta Chases, where we review, dissect, and look into the biggest and brightest and what they bring into events the world over. On that show, I'm joined by the wonderful Dustin Henshaw of Stud and Scrub, and of course, the legendary Paul Murphy from Forge the Narrative. And then we look at like two, sometimes three events from the, uh, you know, competitive events from the weekend coming up, go through, break down the stats, what factions are, are being represented there, who's taking what, and then break down some of the top players in attendance. I'm also starting a new endeavor for the old world. I'm returning to the old world, which is actually where I started oh. in the competitive sphere. So um, that I, that show will have launched and probably be in its second week by the time you're listening to this. And that is, I'm joined by the beautiful Peter, the, the Falcon Calissimo and Danny McDevitt. And that's going to be very similar um, to my Down Under show. So if you'd like to get onto that, go check out uh, that Old World Charm is the name and uh, it should be up on all your aggregates by now. So thank you very much for your support if you are so inclined. That's awesome. And also don't forget Forge the Narrative that you're on almost weekly with Paul and Tanya, both who of whom have been on this show with me before and yes, Red, Red who has been on the show with me before. So yes. Oh, man. That's, that's, that's the first place I ever heard you was, uh, was on Forge the Narrative. So didn't didn't know I I didn't know I was the last one to get on. Uh, yeah, now, now, yeah, now, you're, now. yeah, the, you're the last of the of the crew from the, from Forge to to get on here. So, oh no, Paul hasn't been on yet. Paul hasn't oh, really? been on yet. Okay, okay, yeah. I'll get him. I'll get him for you. We'll wrangle him. Okay, yeah, I yeah, I mean, he only lives an hour <laughs> north of me, so yeah, he's got no excuse, mate. He has so no you, excuse. None. You're gonna you're gonna punch a bingo card there as well. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So, um. That is it. We're, let's just we're gonna do a, a, a like usual. We're gonna talk over the the broad strokes of the army. Then we'll take our second sponsor break, and then we will get into talking uh, some some more specifics of uh, the data sheets. But um, obviously, you guys know Space Marines. It's the same same army rule. It's Oath of Moment. Yep. Um, so we won't we won't waste everybody's time going over that. Um, but um, there in the Codex, there is a new rule called the Unforgiven. Uh, Adam, you want to go over that real quickly? Yeah, if an Asteptus Astartes unit has a second faction keyword on his data sheet, that faction keyword uh, is the name of that unit's chapter. For example, Asmodai is both, you know, Adeptus Astartes and Dark Angels. Uh, he has both their faction keywords, therefore is of the Dark Angels chapter. You cannot include units from more than one chapter, of course, in your army. And then it denotes, um, past a designer's note, uh, what units now are kind of dark angels only and in addition what gets these new keywords that being deathwing and ravenwing any mounted units just straight up any mounted units so that of course is you know things like your outriders and then in addition any vehicle that flies or that, that can fly um has the ravenwing keyword when used in the dark angels uh, army list and then in addition to the deathwing um any terminators blade guard or blade guard ancient stone guard vanguard veterans and so vanguard veterans and with jump packs and then all your land raiders and repulses and dreadnoughts all get a death wing. So hopefully there's some spiciness to be had therein. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it's good that now we can br at least bring in some storm speeders and um, some other stuff to, to, to fill out your Raven wing detachment, which we will be talking about in just a second. Exactly right. And that's pretty much what they're denoting. there. denoting that, you know, when you take these things in your dark angels army, they benefit from the rules that you will find. And, you know, that you can use the stratagems on them when they say Raven wing unit. Now, you know, your storm speeders do apply. Yeah, which is good because the you know there's certain detachments that they've released so far that has a very short list of units you can use. Uh, the Destroyer Cult one from Necrons jumps exactly to mind. Right. Yeah, yeah. You've only got what four units that you can use. So this one by by changing these keywords, by putting in this little um, 
keyword uh, errata here in the codex, it, it's going to allow you to to use a lot more units to um, to to flesh out these detachments. So exactly that's good. right. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about the first of the three detachments. It's the one that everybody's already familiar with. It is the Unforgiven Task Force. And the detachment rule is Grim Resolve. While an Adeptus Astartes unit from your army is battle-shocked, change the objective control characteristic of models in that unit to one instead of zero. Correct. There's also, and they've strapped a little restriction on here now, which I'm assuming they're going to be doing for all the you know, chapter-specific um, codexes that come out, saying that you know, your army can include Dark Angels units, but it, can only it can't include any units from any Adeptus Astartes not from other chapters. So you can't take Marnius Kalgar you know, in the Unforgiven Task Force. Grim Resolve, though, it has been it has been denoted that you know I've I've played with the detachment uh, a couple of times, and I think this rule has come up exactly once. <laughs> so, not starting off at the peak of the power uh, with this one, but right. there is some pretty spicy stuff uh, to go over. Yeah, there's some good enhancements, there's some good strats, I believe. Um, but the detachment rule overall is something that you might see occasionally, theoretically, but for the most part, you can just forget that it exists. Yeah. Unless you're, maybe you're playing Tyranids. I don't know. So um, the, only, the only time I had it, uh, this is actually uh, quite interesting. The only time I really had it occur was uh, someone um, blew up a transport of mine as it was my land raider. And the units that got out would normally be uh, and were automatically battle shocked, but they didn't go to OC zero. They went to OC one. And so still held an objective for me to get some primary points. So when it does matter, you will be happy, but uh, make sure you remember because I think I've forgotten a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so so keep it in mind but you're probably not gonna this is this is not canoptic court is what we're saying correct um so uh okay so let's do the first enhancements and um just like we do on on uh your show we'll just we'll just alternate and read them off and and then uh, i will look to you for your uh your expert opinion so the first one is shroud of heroes adeptus astartes model only the first time the bearer is destroyed roll 1d6 at the end of the phase on a two up uh the bearer Set, gets set back up on the battlefield as close as possible to where it was destroyed uh, and not within engagement range of any enemy units with three wounds remaining. He becomes St. Celestine. Correct. Or, you know, there's several other characters that have a similar ability. It's interesting that this is attached right. to an enhancement. Usually this is on a, you know, a stratagem or, you know, on a data sheet. So it's interesting that we get to pick and choose where this goes. Um, previously, I've taken this once before. I had it on a Talon Master and uh, a bit of uh, foreshadowing here. That's not going to be the case anymore. Because uh, that oh. guy don't exist. <laughs> Very sad. Very yeah, sad. Pull, pull one out for the Talon Master. I have three beautiful Talon Masters, but yeah, I, I'm not surprised that that was the case uh, moving forward. I'm hoping they come up with one like uh, a Talon Master in a in a Storm Speeder one day, which would be absolutely awesome. That would be awesome. That would be outstanding. Oh, and something to note: there is a there's a parenthetical at the end of this enhancement. It says if the bearer was battle shocked when it was destroyed, it is instead returned with its full wounds remaining. And so this is. You're going to note, you guys are going to notice this for the rest of these enhancements. Um, in this, for this detachment, you want to be battle shocked. Correct. You absolutely do. So they, they would go out there, get scared, and then it'll make you better. So, <laughs> yeah. Exactly uh, right. Yeah. You want to do the next one? Uh, stubborn tenacity, uh, adeptus astartes model only. I do love how they need to tell you in the, you know, the supplement yeah. codex for the adeptus astartes codex. You still have to be adeptus astartes to use these enhancements. Uh, while the bearer is leading a unit, each time model that unit makes an attack, add one to the hit roll. If the bearer is below starting strength, add one to the wound roll as well. If that unit is battle shocked and below its starting strength. So, yeah, yeah. If it's battle shocked and below starting strength, you add one to the wound roll. Um, yeah. this, this one just a plus one to hit, just like, just just paying points to give a unit plus one to hit is actually pretty legit. 
Yes, and you only have to be below starting strength, which, you know, the ones that are always, it says, below half strength, those are the ones I have concerns about. But this one being below starting strength, you, you know, lose one model right. or chip a couple wounds off the character. All right. Every time, every time my Hellblasters shoot, they're, all, they're just about all, as soon as they've shot right. that first time, below starting strength, baby. Yep. And someone always pops off to the, to the gets hot. Yeah. So this one, this one is, a, is one you're probably going to want to use a, a fair amount. Um, yeah. Then there is Weapons of the First Legion, Adeptus Astartes model only. There it is again, clarification. Uh, add one to the attacks, strength, and damage characteristic of the bearer's melee weapons while the bearer is battleshocked. Add two to the attacks, strength, and damage characteristics of the bearer's melee weapons instead. Nice little melee buff there. Yeah, pretty good. Um, it's very rare to find one that is adds damage. Usually you'll get attacks and strength. So the fact that this adds damage as well actually, actually puts it above the going rate for comparative enhancement. So it's actually pretty good as well. Yeah, and for those few uh, who are familiar with the index, it, this is the, exactly the same thing as the Heavenfall Blade. They just renamed it for yeah. some reason. Yeah, correct. Pennant of Remembrance is the last one, ancient model only. Uh, while the bear is leading a unit, models in that unit have the Feel No Pain 6 possibility. While that unit is Battleshocked, they have the Feel No Pain 4 possibility. Uh, when it comes it up, you're gonna be, when you're going to be very happy, but just, just buying it for the 6 up is usually good enough. I say I never have felt very good about feeling no pain six up because I just don't roll that many sixes. And so yeah. it's a, eh. So the only times I've found it of value is a big unit of Terminators with a bunch of Storm Shields. So you got that fourth wound to prop the, to oh, prop yeah. the six up. And so it, more often than not, they have a, a pseudo floating fifth wound, so to speak. Because, you know, on, on yeah. four dice average, you, you'll pop one off per Storm Shield. And so then it can get a, a fair bit of value. I've, I have yet to have it come up for the, I've yet to have a four plus feel no pain on that unit, however. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're not going to get Battleshock very often yeah. because they're already so resilient. They're just going to go, exactly right. yeah, we don't care. And you'll find that with a lot of the things um, in this in this um, detachment is that there is a good enough to, to pay for option, and then you get a bit of a bonus when something bad should be happening to you, such as Battleshock. You usually think, oh, no, this is worse for me. You'll actually get a little a bit of value in addition there. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it evens out any, any pain you might have from suffering Battleshock. Yeah. So um, speaking of Battleshock, normally you would, you know, that's the one thing you're still going to lose in this edition is, uh, you, if you get Battleshock, you're not getting any of these cool strats. Uh, the first one is Armor of Contempt. We know what that is. You've been there. You've done that. It's minus Correct. one to the AP coming in. Uh, you want to take the next one? Yeah. Unforgiven Fury. It's, uh, is one CP ticks off in your shooting phase or the fight phase. One tip to start his unit from your army that has not been selected to shoot or fight this phase until the end of the phase. Weapons equipped by models in your unit have the lethal hits ability. In addition, if one or more after to start his unit from your army are currently battle shocked, uh, you have critical hits five plus instead of six plus. So that's any unit in your army is battle shocked. These, this unit will, whatever you use the stratagem on, will get it. Cause naturally you can't use it on units battle shocked, but, um, just one CP right. for lethal hits, not a bad price point. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, and I'll also mention before Adam and I get too far into this, that four of these six are battle tactics. So for purposes of Vect and things like that. Yes. Um, so Armor of Contempt is, Unforgiven Fury is, and I'll mention, we'll mention the other two as well. Uh, yeah. The next one is Intractable. This is not one of your battle tactics. Uh, in your movement phase, just after an Adeptus Astartes unit from your army falls back, uh, until the end of the turn, that unit uh, is eligible to shoot and declare a charge in a turn in which it fell back. So fallback shoot, fallback charge, nice. Once again, pretty good going rate. Usually you'd pay in some other uh, detachments, you'll pay one CP for one half of that. Paying one CP to get both is actually, like I said, above rate 
for comparative yeah. stratagems. Uh, next one up is yeah. Fire Discipline. This one's one CP as well. This is the battle tactic. It happens in your shooting phase, and it's one deputy starting unit from your army that has not been selected to shoot as of yet. Into the end of the phase, ranged weapons equipped by models in your unit have assault, heavy, and ignores cover. So if you did stand still, you get a bit of better get a bit of goodness. If you've advanced, you still get to shoot. And regardless, you're gonna get essentially additional AP. Because I don't know if you guys have played the game of 10th edition at the moment, because everybody's in cover all the time, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. One way or another, somebody's gonna tow in on a tow in a, a you know into a terrain piece or something. Yeah, exactly right. Um and get and so they can get that cover bonus. So cover is very much more uh, common in this edition. So yeah, having the uh, ignores cover agrees. It's just an ad additional AP for all intents and purposes. All right, then we have Grim Retribution. Oh yeah, and Fire Discipline is also a battle tactic. Grim Retribution, uh, one CP. Your opponent use it in your opponent's shooting phase just after an enemy unit has shot. Uh, you target one Adeptus Astartes unit from your army that had one or more models destroyed as a result of that attacking in its attacks. Your unit can shoot as if it were your shooting phase, but it must target the enemy unit that shot at it and can only do so if that enemy is an eligible target. So you shoot at me, I will shoot you back. Uh, big fan of this one. Uh, like I said, once again, on the Hell Blasters, I'll usually take, you know, with Azrael, with an Apothecary. Apothecary will be, you know, um, the one carrying the plus one to hit below below starting strength, and then they'll, you know, shoot back. They'll shoot back when you kill them, and then they'll shoot back if you try and kill them. It's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last one here is a battle tactic. It is Unbreakable Lines. This is 2 CP, so this is quite a hefty by today's uh, metrics. Your opponent's charge phase just after an enemy unit ends a charge move. Uh, one adeptus starts from your army, army that is in engagement range of that enemy unit, minus one to wound. So until the end of the turn, each time an attack targets that unit, subtract one from the wound roll. So naturally, two CP is a big price point, but there are a bunch of really aggressive armies out there at the moment. This can be a really big way of blunting things like Canoptic Race or any World Eater unit, you know, just an example. Yeah. Uh, can be pretty, pretty handy. Yeah, uh, or or maybe say you know the Nightbringer comes charging into your yep. lines. You know, yep. yeah, minus Hold one on. to wound will, was significant. So it is a battle tactic as well. If I forgot to mention that. Yeah, no, you, yeah, you got it. So uh, and so that may be the one that your opponent will vect if because taking something from two CP to yeah. three CP is going to kind of make it unplayable for you. Yeah, exactly right. But it means like you cool used it once, and that's the only time you're going to use it. Second time is probably not not an option. Yeah. All right, guys, that is the indexed attachment. Um, Adam and I talked, we, we don't, before the show, we don't really see anything that's changed from the index other than the, the name from the Heavenfall Blade being renamed. Yeah. Um, yep. So that's that's that. Uh, we're going to take a real quick uh, second sponsor of the break, uh, second sponsor break of the day. I can speak. It's only 5 a.m. here. Uh, and then we will be right back. So let's hear from Color Forge. The Competitive 40K Podcast is supported by Colorforge. I found Colorforge 18 months ago and I was blown away by the quality of the product. I've always had an incredible finish, not too thick, not too chalky, and I've always had the perfect coverage in all kinds of weather conditions. The cans are around 25% larger and cheaper than most other brands on the market. All of the colors are matched to Citadel base color, so it makes that transition from rattle can to paints absolutely seamless. Check out www.thecolorforge.com to pick up your sprays today, along with a whole host of other awesome hobby products. All right, we are back, guys. Uh, don't forget to check out the competitive Warhammer 40K community Facebook page. Uh, the password is still Emotech for this month. Uh, I did get a couple of people getting creative with their uh, password spelling, so guys, keep it up. I love when you... Uh, when you try to, somebody get, came in and listed off the last four months passwords. So that was hilarious. Well done, <laughs> sir. Uh, so 
guys, definitely come join the conversation over there on our Facebook page. And with that, um, Adam, let's move on to the first of the two new detachments, the Inner Circle Task Force. Yeah, their detachment rule is vowed target. Now, this, this is kind of spicy. Um, at the start of your command phase, select one objective marker. Until the start of your next command phase, that objective marker is your vowed objective marker. Each time a Deathwing infantry unit from your army makes an attack that targets a unit within range of your vowed objective marker, add one to the wound roll. Very powerful buff. Uh, in addition, yeah. of course, you, now you have two things you're selecting in your command phase because you've also got Oath of Moment to select as well. So... It's almost like you have two oath bonuses. You can select one for the objective and anybody who's on it, and then you can just do a you know a, a kind of enemy of opportunity for your oath at the moment. Now, really freeze it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Or if you are dealing with something super tanky on an objective, you can just put target them with both vowed and oath, and then just absolutely Annihilate. obliterate it. Yeah, yeah. Now the yeah. interesting thing here, and uh, I had to go and uh, when I read this, I had to go and double check a few things. But um, Deathwing infantry only. Uh, so just to, just to reiterate what gets Deathwing here, there's any Terminators, uh, these are anything that gets infantry is that that gets Deathwing, um, Blade Guard, uh, and Blade Guard Ancients, Stone Guards, uh, and Vanguard Veterans are the only things that are going to be getting value out of this. Not bad units by any stretch though. Yeah. It's too bad that it doesn't work on, on Dreadnoughts and Land Raiders. Land Raider um, Redeemers, a a probably. Oh, that would be, that would yeah. be a little too much spice. <laughs> Dude, um, yeah, repulsive executioners. The the, the community is happy. Yeah, infantry only. <laughs> very, yeah, very, very. Yeah, everybody not a dark angel player is very happy that it says infantry only. Also, mm. shockingly, Lionel Johnson not in the Deathwing. Not not in the Deathwing, unfortunately. Oh no, he has the yeah. Deathwing keyword, but he's not infantry. Yeah, yeah. So no, he doesn't even have the Deathwing. Oh keyword. well, no, you are correct. He doesn't have the Deathwing keyword. I'm th- yeah. so I'm thinking of Azrael. Does- Apologies, Azrael. Yeah, Azrael's got it. Yeah, yeah. So Azrael and and most of the other uh, character special characters in the in this uh, codex um, have it, but uh, but Lion does not for some reason, which is yeah, he went to sleep before they made this task force. Obviously, he hasn't heard about it yet. You know, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he's he's just he's just stepped out of his foresty yeah. uh, little niche in the in the warp, and so um, yeah. So anyway, so. Um, Restrictions, your army can also include, uh, can include Dark Angels units, but it cannot include any Depths of Stars units drawn from yeah. any other chapters. It's just the same thing is going to be mentioned on every detachment, just to, just to restate like Adam did on the uh, first one. Um, all right, the enhancements. First one is Champion of the Deathwing. Uh, all four of these are going to be Deathwing model only, in case you needed that clarified for Shocker. you. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, melee weapons equipped by the bearer have the lethal hits ability, and each time the bearer makes a melee attack, if it is within range of your vowed objective marker, a critical hit is scored on an unmodified hit roll of 5+. plus. Um, I kind of wish this worked on the whole unit and not just the bearer. Yeah, me too. Yeah, m- that would absolutely be a lot me better. too. Um, which one, so this was, um, I'm just going to go quickly down to the points on these new ones and just read them out. Yeah, please people. do. I was just going to um, do the same thing. To the champion of Deathwing, 15 points. So not breaking the bank for that. And there definitely are some um, models that's worth using this on, especially like a Terminator Captain, who is actually pretty good value, uh, especially with, you know, yeah, that, that very nice power fist level of attacks. So yeah, yeah, very possible there. Yeah, not bad. All right, next one. Go for it. Got to scroll back up to it, mate. It's, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's a mile <laughs> up here. I forgot how many data sheets are in this. Um, Eye, of the, Eye of the Unseen. I wish, you could, like, I wish we could hot tab on these on these PDFs, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, Eye of the Unseen. Each time uh, you target the bearer's unit with a stratagem, roll a d6, adding one if the bearer is in the range of your vowed objective marker. On a 5+, plus, you regain a CP. So 4+, plus if you're on the objective that you have to, you have chosen. And of course, like that could just be the one you're standing on in your deployment zone. 
you know, for all intents and yeah. purposes. If you want to generate value off of this for the first couple of turns before there's, you know, if the opponent's not putting anything worth annihilating in the middle of the board, you just be like, well, I'm just going to pop off some CP while I'm standing back here. Yeah, something. Um, so not bad. Um, but it says you got to target the bears unit with a stratagem. So maybe you're going to probably what you're going to do is can't camp, uh, camp a unit on the, on the uh, middle objective. And then every time you armor of contempt them, just get a refund. Exactly right. That's exactly what I was thinking. You just march out on there and be like, yo, you know, there's nothing, you have nothing worth killing on here yet, but I'm going to put my own boys on here and be a lot harder to, to shift for free possibly. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next one is singular will. Uh, each time the bearers unit piles in or consolidates, models in that unit can move an additional three inches, which since this is going to be on Deathwing Infantry, which is most of the time going to be your Terminators, um, that giving them extra three inch movement is always a good thing. I think this is the this is possibly the best of the bunch. Um, it's very few things that give you plus three on both the piling and the consolidate. So that big unit of Terminators is going to find it a lot easier to you know bridge the gap between one unit and another, and you're know, tapping in and coming with another one, or getting from objective to objective. So in, in my mind, this is possibly um, one of the best ones of the bunch. Yeah, and it is, but you are paying twenty points for the uh, yeah for the benefit. Yeah. So exactly. so all right, uh, last one. Go for it. Let's do a Deathwing Assault. Uh, this is also very good. A model with a Deep Strike ability, so Terminators generally. Um, the Bearer's unit can be set up using Deep Strike ability in the reinforcement step of your first, second, or third movement phase. So essentially, you're buying a drop pod level rule for 30 points. It is, it is the priciest of the bunch, but this is also a very, very powerful thing. Yeah. Yeah, being able to come in Deep Strike first turn, it's, uh, it's almost like uh, it's better than uh, or almost as good as Infiltrating with a bunch of Terminators first turn. Which oh, who would have done that? Away. No, no one's been doing that with Terminator. Sure, no one, no one would ever do that with with Deathwing <laughs> models or anything like that. Not at all. <clears throat> yeah, definitely, this is your next best, your next best option for that that kind of ability. And I mean, straight up, like turn one, your opponent doesn't come to the middle. Well, okay, cool. Ten, ten Terminators have just arrived on an objective that's hard for you to get to. I guess I'm scoring a good amount of primary, no matter what this game. It it, it actually feels very good. Yeah. 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 So, all right, that's uh, that's it for the enhancements. Uh, next page down are the strats, and guess what? The first one again, armor of contempt. Shocker. There it is again. It's, yes, we are shocked. We are stunned. We are amazed. <laughs> A gossip. Rainbows have 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 come up out of the ground instead of down from the sky. <laughs> yeah, we're we're, uh, we're 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 yeah. The next one is Martial Ma uh, Mastery. This is one CP. It happens in the fight phase. Uh, one deathing infantry unit from your army that has not been selected to fight yet. Until the end of the phase, each time a modeling unit makes an attack, re-roll a wound roll of one. So just always re-roll a wound roll of one for one CP. If your unit is within range of your uh, vowed objective marker, you can re-roll the wound roll instead. Full re-rolls to wound for one CP, conditionally. Uh, but this is quite a good stratagem. Yeah. yeah, you're already getting plus one to wound on your vowed objective marker. Now you're going to get full wound rerolls as well. Yeah. This is going to really punch up your your uh, the efficiency, especially for, especially for things like blade guard, if if you choose to run them. See, spot on because terminators against most infantry are already striking with enough to wound them on two. So rerolling ones to wound is already four rerolls to wound. So this is going to be great for letting things like possibly your new Deathwing companions really punch up into things like you know rhinos, knights, stuff like that. Yep. All right. Next one is duty unto death. Uh, oh yeah. The martial mastery is not, is an epic deed and duty unto death is a strategic ploy. So no, no battle tactics. The only, um, there's two battle tactics, armor of contempt. And then the last one we're going to get last to. one. Yeah. Uh, but duty unto death is one CP also in the fight phase, just after an enemy unit has selected its targets. Uh, one in Deathwing infantry unit, or sorry, one Deathwing unit. No, infantry, yeah, baby. one Deathwing unit from your army that was selected as the target of one or more of the attacking units attacks. 
until the end of the phase, each time a model in your unit is destroyed, you get fight on death on a four up. Now, what's interesting here, um, do I get to use this on a, on a dreadnought? Because technically it's destroyed and the unit is destroyed and therefore removed. So I'm going to have to ask, ask you, T.O., that if someone comes in on my uh, Redemptor Dreadnought, does the Redemptor Dreadnought get the, get the punch back on a 4+. plus? I'm of the opinion it probably doesn't. But hey, there's probably, there might be a, some, some spicy rulings out there I'm not too sure about. But I mean, just- we've, they've, they've ruled so far in 10th edition that there's a couple other strats you can use on units that like you know are in Deep Strike or are otherwise yep. not on the table. So... But yeah, apart uh, from that, apart from that example with the especially like specifically with dreadnoughts, is even though it says Deathwing, you're probably just going to use a Deathwing infantry unit most likely. Yeah. Well, oh here, no, the the target says one Deathwing unit from your army that was selected as the target of one or more of the attack units attacks. The timing is when is just after an enemy unit has selected its targets, so you use that, it before it's dead. That's fair. It's just you, you're Definitely. Like, yeah, so you're like, all right, the Nightbringer just is going to attack my Redemptor. He likely is. He's going to die. I'm going to use this now as a preemptive. And then, all right, go ahead and exactly make right. your attacks. Oh, yeah, look, you did 87 wounds to him. He's going <laughs> to die. I'm going to roll four up. And, oh, look, he's back. And yeah. I also missed over the the fine point here of, because I was going too fast, if you're on your vowed objective marker, you add one to the That's rolls, one. want a three Correct. up on your Correct. vowed, he's going to stand back yep. up. So, yeah, uh, I think it works. And not stand back up. It's fight on death. Yeah, you get to, oh, you get to punch, death, right. punch him for the privilege. Um, next one is Relic tele- Teleportarium. Uh, this is a strategic ploy. It's one CP. Happens in your movement phase. One death from unit from your army that is arriving using the Deep Strike ability this phase. Your unit can be set up anywhere on the battlefield that is more than three inches away from all enemy models. You can't charge, is the, of course the caveat with all similar things. But you know, 10 Terminators arriving, possibly turn one, three inches away. That can be a hell of a lot of pressure on the board. Um, yeah, yeah, really like the strat. Yeah, yeah. You mix this with the uh, um, Deathwing Assault enhancement, and you've got something that is a real pain in your face right out of the gate. And I yeah, mean, dude. most people at this point who've played a little bit of Tenth have probably run into Space Marines and have seen the obnoxiousness that is Inceptors coming down, just three little piddly Inceptors coming down yeah. in your face three inches away. A 10 man brick of Terminators. God, that's a lot of hate coming into your deployment zone. I will let you know that should you use that combination, you are obliged to bring it. Put it's raining men up on your your phone or your Spotify and have that playing <laughs> yes. as you as you place the models. It's just the rules. I didn't write the rules, absolutely. But just know that is part of the combo. Okay. Yes, as <laughs> and as a proud veteran of the eighty uh, second uh, Airborne Division, I agree. You should play raining. It's raining men <laughs> on your phone while you're placing your models. Correct. Absolute moral object, uh, uh, imperative. imperative. Do yeah. it. I will. I will. Anybody that tries to do this and doesn't do it, I will pressure them until they do, just like I did to poor yeah. Jason Langer the first time he played orcs against me at an event, and I made him yell "wah." So, <laughs> um, all right, Wrath of the Lion, one CP, epic deed stratagem played in your charge phase. One Deathwing infantry unit from your army that w- that just ended a charge move. Uh, select one enemy unit with an engagement range of your unit, roll a D6 for each model in your unit, adding one to the result if that enemy unit is within range of your vowed objective marker. Uh, for each four plus, the enemy unit suffers one mortal wound to a maximum of three mortal wounds. Yeah, one CP for, you know, if you're hitting with a, if you're charging with 10 Terminators, very, very likely it's the three the three mortal yeah. wounds. You'd be very unlucky to not get all three. Um, and yeah, one CP, three mortal wounds, uh, not a bad price point. Yeah. Yeah, three three little mortal wounds just to start off the proceedings before you get to the punchy punchy part. Yeah. You know, uh, sure, I, I think it's worth it. You might might chip a couple wounds off. 
Mm. All right. Uh, last last one. one. Go for it. Unmatched fortitude. This is the battle tactic um, in here is one CP. Use, use it in your opponent's shooting phase just after an enemy unit has selected its targets. One deathring infantry unit from your army that was selected as the target of those attacks. And until the end of the phase, each time an attack targets your unit, if the strength characteristic of that attack is greater than your unit's toughness, minus one to wound. I wish it worked in the fight phase as well, but then it'd probably have to cost two CP. Um, but one CP, yeah. This this is um, a closest we've thing to we've had to transhuman, you know, uh, transhuman physiology back uh, right. for the for the Deathwing, which they, you know, we had all of last edition, which was I think too good. But uh, yeah, this is another very nice stratagem. Yeah, and, and I think it's this is a good compromise for we've already upped the the toughness on a lot of stuff. In Correct, this edition, exactly. So right. yeah, spot on. Yeah, yeah. Transhuman was would in this edition would have been. Just nothing would have ever died that had transhuman yeah. access. It been, yeah, because so. everything's got cover. You know, a transhuman would have just been uh, way way over the top. As it is, I think this yeah. is the perfect terms and conditions for for this kind of stratagem now. Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, that is the inner circle uh, task force. We'll get to to some overall thoughts on these in a, in a minute. I just want to get us all out the rules, and then um, Adam and I'll do some summary at the end. Uh, the next one is the one that that uh, it, well, it should be closest to I think to your heart, Adam is the Company of Hunters, the yes. Ravenwing Detachment. So, I mean, it's closest to my heart because it's the one I was excited for the most, having played Deathwing for a lot of last edition and gotten pretty tired of Terminators. I was very willing to get uh, my, you know, 30 Black Knights. Not that I can run 30 anymore, but, you know, <laughs> 30 Black right. Knights on the table and all my Storm Speeders yeah. and, we'll, and whatnot. We'll, we'll pour one out for, yeah, we'll pour one out for, um, for uh, Firstborn Bikes later. Yeah, yeah, my nine attack bikes and, you know, 20-something regular bikes. Anyway, the detachment rule here is Masters of Maneuver. Adeptors uh, to starters units from your army are eligible to shoot in a turn in which they advanced or fell back. So this is this is pretty cool. So uh, there is a detachment called the Firestorm Detachment in the regular book that gives um, everybody assault on their weapons. Um, and so this gives you assault but also lets you shoot if you fell back. Um, the restrictions being, of course, the same as you can only have Dark Angels in here, kind of any other chapter. And... Outriders become battle line. And the only real thing that I can find there is it means you get to take six units of them if you wanted to. Yes, which would be cool theoretically. It's theoretically. too bad that, that, that being battle line doesn't automatically give you a plus one OC because then maybe we'd be talking yeah. about something. Spot on, spot on. I wish they put that caveat in there just like that and they get, and they get a, sec- a second uh, OC or, or something else. Um, yeah, something else. But as it, as it sits right now, that, that caveat means very little, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, All right. So Mastercrafted Weapon is the first of the four enhancements. Uh, Ravenwing model only. Melee weapons equipped by the bearer have the precision ability. So. 10 points. So not by yeah. no means breaking the bank. You got ten points left. There are worse things you can you could spend your your time and money on. Um, it is interesting to know how small a pool of characters this applies to. Um, right. In, in, in actual reality, because like we said, the, the Talon Master is gone. Um, not that this would have been great on four power sword attacks. The I believe the best option for this would probably be your Chaplain on bike, which I still think yeah. is a very, very good option. Um, and if you could, you know, maybe if you've got three of them, like some other mad people I know, oh, who would that be? Oh, it's me. <laughs> yeah, this isn't, a, this isn't a bad take, especially with all the technomancers running around that need to get their, their, their heads kicked in before you can turn off that feel no pain on the Canoptic Race, etc. Yep, or plasmancers that you need to, yes. to, you know, cap off to before their immortals get too too uh, too on. excited. 
Um, yeah. A mounted strategist is the next one. Uh, the bearish unit is eligible to clear a charge in a turn in which it advanced or fell back. So in addition to obviously being already able to advance and shoot, you can now fall back, shoot, advance, charge, whatever. Do whatever you want all the time. This is a good one. Yes. Whatever you want all the time, fall back, cheer, charge, advance, shoot, whatever. you. The, the world is your oyster, so go for it. 30 um, points. And it is, is the most expensive, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that for so thirty points for the privilege is a little, uh, it's a little much. It's, it's steep, yeah. Yeah. All right, master of maneuver, which is funny because the detachment rule is masters of maneuver. Yes. maneuver. Now we have the enhancement of master singular of maneuver. You're the master of the masters. He's more master. Yes. Think, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you just have to you hold up an imaginary sword and yell, "I have the power." When you when you use this, I'm not sure. <laughs> Um, uh, cause now you're just the master of the universe. Yeah, if the yeah. bearer's unit, Ravenwing model only if the bearer's unit starts the battle in strategic reserves, its points value does not count towards the combined points limit for units that are uh, from your army that are in strategic reserves. And for the purposes of setting up that unit on the battlefield, treat the current battle round number as being one higher than it actually mm. is. So again, you can come in round one. Yes. Or if you go second, you can, uh, you can do the cheeky old. Uh, what's this, what's what's the thing that lets you come on? No, your rapid opponent's? ingress. You can rapid ingress in your opponent's turn one yeah. if you go second, which is an extremely powerful thing that I've done with the Stormlance, who has a, has a similar ability. This is very cheap as well. Uh, Master of Maneuver is only fifteen points, and if you are playing this detachment, you are taking this. I believe. Yes. Yeah. I think if you're playing this detachment, you have to take this. It, that it's it's. Why it's would you not? Yeah. Because yeah, exactly it's gonna right. it is gonna be your chance to get the jump right out of the gate on something and, and maybe get in and attack, you know, an immortal squad or something else that you know is going to be yeah. a serious pain in two turns and kill it now. And it's very unlikely that your opponent in one turn can block off premium, you know, ingress lanes. Getting into your opponent's backfield is not, it's something that's relatively easy to do uh, for this army with the amount of speed you can have on some of these Ravenwing models. Yeah, agreed. All right. And then the last one? Recon Hunter. Uh, models in the Bears unit have the Scout 9 ability. Another banger. Yeah. Yeah. And how much are we paying for this one? 20? Yeah, 20 points. Okay. So there is le legitimately all of these are takeable. Unfortunately, the precision attacks is probably, whilst it is the cheapest, it's probably the one that doesn't really, you know, doesn't really change as much as the other three. The other three are just, they're all money picks, especially Master of Maneuver. Yeah. yeah sweet mercy. That is so good. Yeah. Agreed. You're, you're going to want to probably just go ahead and budget for these. It's not like, you know, a yeah. lot of detachments, you're, you're going to be like, all right, well, I've got 10 points. What enhancement can I throw in or something as a last minute? No, no, these are these are almost master maneuver, I think, and even recon hunter for sure are build yeah. rounds. 50 points. So make sure you set aside 50 points. Just just slap them yeah, in set there. Set aside 50 points for master maneuver and recon hunter. Just just plan to have those. Correct. All right. Um, then we go to uh, the strats. The first one out of the gate is Hunter's Trail, 1CP strategic ploy stratagem. Uh, use it in the command phase. One Ravenwing mounted unit from your army that is within range of an objective marker you control. That objective marker remains under your control even if you have no models within range of it. You get sticky objectives for one Ravenwing mounted unit. Fantastic stratagem. And of course, with Ravenwing, you want to be moving around, dancing around all the time. You don't want you know expensive, very fast units chained to needing to hold objectives. So one CP, definitely turn one. Make sure your home objective is sticky and then go do whatever you want. Yeah. And as, as you know, a lot, some people have already started to figure out, um, I think you mentioned it when you were reviewing Necrons, this is a good, Sticky Objectives is a strong counter to Canoptic Court. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so this is something you're going to really want to consider if you're going to use this detachment or if you have access to Sticky uh, Objectives in any other detachment you're running, 
you're going to want to use those on those no man land um, objectives to stop your your Necron opponent from picking up Canopticort, which I faced it last weekend. Canopticort is gross. It's very so, good. Yeah. It's very good. I don't, and I don't think, and just real quick, we're going to side grade it, step sideways into Necrons. I don't feel like Canopticort is broken. I don't think it me is. Either. Not me either. I, I think it's, I just think it's a very good rule. I think it's a very strong detachment. I think it's a lot of fun to play and play against. I think Catan need to get a little bit of nerf bat, but yeah. 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 Fair. Um, the next one is Armor Contempt. So I'm just going to skip it. And Talon yep, Strike skip. is the one straight after that. That is a strategic point. It is one CP, your shooting phase or the fight phase. One Ravenwind mounted unit from your army that has not been selected to shoot or fight this phase. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in your unit makes an attack that targets an infantry character or mounted character unit, add one to the wound roll. So when I read that, to me, that just says, any relevant unit doesn't say infantry. It doesn't say infantry character or mounted character <laughs> unit. Any relevant unit in the game it, that is not a chaff. It's not you know. It's not Nurglings. It's not five. You know, sorry, ten cultists. You know, any good unit in the game is usually going to have a character attached to them. So this is just one CP plus one to wound on any good unit. This is an extremely good stratagem, and the fact that it's shooting phase and fight phase, mwah, chef's kiss. Yes, I, I will say the one the one improvement I wish it was was I just 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 say character. Because yeah. this, what you're not going to use this on, you can't use this on Angron. You can't use yes. this on Magnus. Can't use so, it on a, on a, on a war dog uh, stalker or a, you know, right. a, a crusader or whatever. Yeah, Right. Something, something that is not going to be in a unit, something that is a, a, a monster or vehicle character, you're, you can't use this on. So I, I, I can't use this on my wife's um, birther of horror, as she calls her Turbogon. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so that I can't use those. So anyway. Uh, minor that's a very minor gripe i think it's town strike is a really strong stratagem so uh all right death on the wind one cp battle tactic so uh, a vect target here for you uh use it in your shooting phase one ravenwing unit from your army that has just shot uh effect select one enemy unit that was hit by one or more of those attacks that unit must take a battle shock test when doing so if one or more ravenwing units from your army are within six inches of that enemy unit subtract one from the test so yeah spicy I mean, it is one yeah. CP to, to force a Battleshock test in, you know, your turn. So your opponent's going to un-Battleshock in their turn. But th this is really big uh, for a couple of different things. Um, you can try and use this to, you know, let's just say I'm going to shoot you with a very menial unit that you're not going to use stratagems against um, to, you know, or, or, you know, let's say you, they've got armor contempt access. You get to be like, well, this unit's going to try and Battleshock you. Would you like to use armor content now, or would you like to risk getting battle shocked and not be able to use it when I unloaded with my real unit that's just coming around the corner? Um, and then I have to be like, okay, well, I have to use it now. And then you're like, okay, that unit's going to shoot something else instead. And so you just kind of juke them right. into, into using the stratagem just out of fear. The other way is that it blocks interrupt. So if you're going to be committed to multiple combats, and you know they've got two CP waiting there, well, you one CP try and force a battle shock, and then you get to fight on all fronts without the fear of them you know, clapping your back uh, for two CP. Yeah, that's a good call. I hadn't even thought about the the stopping the interrupt. That's a good yeah. that's a good shout. Um, right. High speed cool. focus is up next. This yep. is one CP, and it is a battle tactic as well, as well as the last one. There's a lot of battle tactics here, which is a bit of a gripe of mine. Um, your it happens in your opponent's shooting phase, just after an enemy unit has selected its targets. One Ravenwing unit from your army that was selected as the target of those attacks, you get minus one to hit. So one CP minus one to hit, solid. Yeah. It's, it's 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 almost like bringing back the old jink rule, which it is, we all yeah. miss. 
Yes, we do. Uh, this is going to be very good, of course, against uh, Ballista Skill 4 plus armies, Guard, Votan, Tau. is going to be pretty yeah. strong. Yep, yeah, very. All right, and then the last one is going to be Rapid Reappraisal. Uh, one CP battle tactic again. Uh, use it at the end of your opponent's fight phase. One Ravenwing unit from your army that is not within engagement range of one or more enemy units. You can remove that unit from the battlefield and place it into strategic reserves. And so you're, mm -hmm. since you're taking it off at the end of your opponent's fight phase, they're coming right back on in about 30 seconds. Exactly wherever right. else you want. I wish this was the move away that we used to have, which was the old death on the wind, I believe, which was 2CP. Just leave combat. Just, just leave. Um, I wish this yeah. was that, but this isn't bad. No. No, it's not bad. And it it's going to be... That's one of those things where the old rule would have been... Um, better in some circumstances and this one's going to be better in others yeah so it's just you know if somebody if your opponent it's going to come this one's going to come down to how well did your opponent screen out yeah spot on because exactly right because of course you're going to use this to well the really big deal here is that you get to take your opponent take your model off at the end of your opponent's turn pull your cards for tactical objectives and then then literally just have a unit in your pocket that you can just go and you know do investigate signals behind enemy lines occasional engage on all fronts etc cetera, etc cetera. so you, you get a you get a bit of a a head start on what you got to do next turn yeah that's that's a good call that's a good call all right uh, um so let's just hit a couple of the data sheets uh, we're not going to go through all of them because, you know, we've already been doing this for 45 minutes and you guys don't need to hear us just read out data cards ad nauseum. <laughs> um, but uh, I do want to touch a couple. There's a couple. There's one new uh, brand new data sheet. Um, and then there's a couple uh, ones that had some significant changes. Uh, the first one is um, is our boy, the Primarch, the the Lord of our hearts and of the forest. Correct. Um, Lionel Johnson. And he had kind of a side grade, it feels like. Yeah, what changed here? Uh, his um, there was a there's a couple of minor changes. I think they're just they're really. Did he lose his minus one to wound? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. He still absolutely shreds like eight attacks at strength twelve minus four four damage minus four in combat is literally the best in the game uh, and four damage with uh, lethal hits of course and then of course he has one of the he has one of the better sweeps at AP three for all those you know cursed cultists and little annoying. Um, immortals out there uh but unfortunately yeah. his it hasn't changed enough for me and i mean i've got the model it's the best model yeah that was the other thing that changed his sweep went from damage two to damage one correct correct i, I was i was about to come back to that like the, he got a little bit of a nerf um no more yeah. no longer minus one to get hit and yeah his, his sweep is gone i wish he got better abilities like his abilities you know of course he has plus one to hit whilst within six inches um but only in melee and the other two abilities are pretty, pretty menial, unfortunately. You know, the um, the old four plus against mortal wounds. Well, I wish they had changed that to be devastating wounds because mortal wounds is very few and far between yes, in the game agreed. at the moment. So, yeah, unfortunately, I have to say he got nerfed and didn't like in, in the yeah, yeah, it, rough spot for yeah, the had, and I wish it wasn't so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's such a gorgeous model. It's almost like they're like, hey, you want model of the year? Go take a timeout. Yeah, exactly so, right. You, we've given you enough. <laughs> yeah, we've given you enough. And uh, let's see, did he change in points? Is he's going to be he, in the? He's gone down thirty-five, I believe. Okay, all right. So he he was thirty-six, or he's he's down. He's he's three sixty-five now. Yeah. So he's come yeah. down a little bit in points. So it's not, yeah. which is not terrible. You know, no. it's not an awful thing. And if you so, enjoyed if you enjoyed playing him because he's just an absolute killing machine um that can be a very nice jank piece especially with deep strike you can just you know rapid ingress him into a really annoying position and just be unassailable with a three plus invulnerable save toughness 10 and nine wounds 
you're still going to be just fine with that. Like, you know, just just paying the points for a really indomitable stat line. He's essentially a Catan. Like, if you're talking about a Catan, he's a, a Catan plus some. Um, so there's nothing wrong with just taking him as an imposing, deadly model. Right. And he's, and he's an amazing centerpiece. So oh, sure. um, all, all good things. Um, so yeah, but yeah, unfortunately he did get a little bit uh, of a nerf. If you're going to nerf him that much, I, I think that taking away his minus one wound and taking away, yeah. um, a point of damage off of his sweep, you, you, I think he deserved a little bit more of a discount than that, I but agree. I agree eh, is what it is. All right. So, uh, let's see any, any other characters that we want to talk about? Well, so most of the characters haven't changed uh, for my mind. Asmodeia has had a definite glow up. Um, he is um, way better in combat now. He's got five attacks hitting on twos at strength six minus two, two damage. Uh, while he's leading a unit, uh, you can reroll the hit roll, like, you know, like a chaplain. Um, at the start of the fight phase, each enemy character unit within six of him must take a Battleshock test and minus one if they, uh, sorry, subtracting one. So just minus one Battleshock for every character unit. Um, in addition, each time this model destroys an enemy character, uh, with a melee attack, you get one command point. So he has had a bit of a glow up. Naturally, he's got a nice, beautiful new model now. Also, yes, and yeah, he's actually got a he's actually got a sweep attack as well. He's got eight attacks at at uh, strength five minus two one damage. So eight eight um, power sword attacks essentially. So he's had quite a decent glow up. Yeah. Oh yeah, and his AP on his Crozius went up by one. Uh, he yeah. went from negative one to negative two. Yep. So his his yeah, he got a real glow up. Yeah. So he got a fancy new model, and he got some some nice uh, some nice improvements. Um, exactly right. Let's see, Belial. Um, just I know because we because I didn't do the index um, review. I don't remember if you, you you did one on your show, right? Yeah, I don't believe he's changed. I don't believe he's changed yeah. at all. In fact, it, but, I, anything, but I think he, I think that he's he's going to be somebody that if you're going to play the inner circle, you're he's almost an auto take. Yeah, I mean, absolutely right. He, he's actually very, very quietly uh, a bit of a a bit of a tank and a bit of a beta. I'm actually just going to check if his the damage on his uh, attacks was always damage two. I got a feeling he was damage three previously, but I might be wrong. Nope, it was two. Oh, there you go. Never mind. So he's he's virtually he's exactly the same, and he's not very expensive. Yeah. Um, he comes in at 85 points for, you know, a very strong uh, character. I wish he still had the captain's ability because I find the captain's ability is, re- is, is, is really good, making a, a command point, fr- um, a stratagem free. But um, uh, precision hits um, is a very powerful thing in the game at the moment. And just having precision on your ability when you've got six attacks at, uh, at with, you know, like, you know, with precision, of course. And he gives precision to his unit on critical hits. And of course, um, we know now with the pluses to wound and all those things and how important that is. You really, every character just has to be wary of whatever unit he's in because you, you're just dead if you get they get to swing. Yeah. And he's got the, um, uh, each time melee attacks allocated to this model after the attacking unit has finished making its attacks. Roll a d6 for each four plus. The attacking unit suffers a mortal wound. So yeah. if you hit him, he will hit you back right then and there. It just bounces right back, mate. Um, yeah. Lovely Samael, uh, I don't believe, has changed, but I, I actually think Samael's quite good at the moment, especially if you're taking the Ravenwing army. He's going to be a very good choice, a very good option. He brings one of the stratagems with him, uh, sorry, one of the enhancements with him because he gives you advance and charge. Um, so you're going to be, your unit just gets to do advance and shoot, advance and, advance and charge, fall back and shoot, fall back and charge. So very, very, very strong there. Uh, and he's just a well-rounded, good everything, good at shooting, good at combat. Yeah. Um, so not, not a bad choice. What else are you saying, mate? Uh, let's see. I think, yeah, La- I don't think Lazarus changed. Uh, Ezekiel didn't change uh, that I can see. Um, Azrael's still very, very strong. Just, you know, he's, he's 
almost an auto take in every da- uh, Dark yeah. Angels list. I, I believe he is for this for the command points and what he can do for the unit he joins, and the fact that he he's himself a very deadly model. I think Azrael is a straight up auto include. Um, do we want to talk about one of the elephants in the room? Yes, let's just go ahead and do it. Let's just go ahead and do it. Deathwing Knights. Pour uh, one out, folks. Uh, poor one out. They are in a very bad place. They and I think GW identified them as a problem unit and has treated them as such. They have had a threefold nerf, I'd say. Um, so, firstly, you can no longer take them as a ten man. They're only a five man. So there's only five models in the unit. So they're no longer, you know, because they were getting to the point where there was you could play them like they were a Death Star, like they were indomitable, untouchable, you know, whatnot. So they're now only a five man. In this book here, which may not be accurate, the, the balanced data site you know, that could be coming out, by the time you're reading this, may have different points in it. But as it sits right now, you're going to pay 290 points for a unit of five, which is a significant points hike on their current points. And then the third fold nerf is that their maces of absolution have gone from three damage to two damage. And I assumed their power swords, the beautiful swords, were going to be you know, akin to... Um, uh, akin to blade guard swords, you know, strength five minus two, two damage. They're one damage, so you can either have, you know, four attacks with the mace of absolution, which is uh, strength six minus one, two damage, or five attacks at strength six minus two, one damage. So there are they are a strength six power sword, but the one damage, and then and then the mace of absolution going down to to two damage instead of three. Uh, I got I am really sad about this because I got twenty of these guys. They are pretty much dead to me um, for this for for this codex. They just yeah and it it hurts me guys it hurts real deep yeah it was funny because adam and i were talking before the show started and and we both i think had the response if we got our we got these uh these preview copies from gw and we're reading it and we're reading our inner circle oh this could be really good like this this could be the best detachment in the game and then you get down to deathwing knights you're like the the number one unit you want to use with that detachment Mm -hmm. got a yeah got a got clocked so have to point out, okay, so everyone automatically you're going to do the same thing that the, both of us did. We we're like, okay, cool. Well, sometimes I like taking the Deathwing Command Squad over the over the, the Deathwing Knights anyway because they're quite a bit cheaper. They got across the board faster with a plus one advance, plus one charge. And then you'll come to the same realization we did. That unit is not in this codex. That unit does they not don't exist. exist. They've been deleted. Yeah. So yeah, they your, yeah, your Deathwing detachment essentially is Deathwing Terminators. Not a bad unit by any stretch, but I feel like we're missing a fair bit of Deathwing flavor in this codex. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Now, there's now I will say I I think and you know I'm I'm the eternally optimistic one who doesn't play the most competitive lists. Um I think there might be a way to to play five Deathwing Knights maybe led by um Belial and yep. throw them yep. just sling them out there and as a as a fun you know, toy piece to 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 go up and run into your opponent's lines or or, or deep strike or something, oh. and and so they're they're still going to be there. They're still going to do work, especially when you know if you mix in Belial's precision. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you go use them as a surgical strike unit, a very slow one, of course, at five inches well, movement. But you know, they've got they've got some work. Um, uh, we should we should also mention that the the flails now the flail of the unforgiven is now called the great weapon of the unforgiven. But you can also sub that out for a relic weapon, which is lethal hits, six attacks, hitting on twos, strength seven, neg two, two damage. That's not that's a it's nice profile. It's only the it's sergeant. Not bad. It's only yeah. the sergeant or the nightmaster, but not bad. 
Not bad so, at all. Um, and, and if I was going to use these guys now, I think I think I want Belial with the ten man because ten, the ten guys getting all the precision hits and whatnot is just a, such a crazy, a crazy pain for people. Uh, what I'd love to do with Deathwing Knights now is put a captain with them with the first turn deep strike and chuck them on a oh, central okay. objective. And then as soon as your opponent blinks at them with shooting, you slap down the minus one to wound um, stratagem for free with your captain. And then your minus one damage, minus one to wound, four wounds with a two up, probably in cover, four up invulnerable save and just be like, I am a literal cinder block. Do your worst. <laughs> yes. You've heard of the monolith. We are five of them. <laughs> You're yeah, not moving. Yes, you are not moving us. You're gonna have to come dig us out, and th- that's gonna suck because we're gonna be supported by Blade Guard, the new Deathwing companions, maybe even the Lion. Yes, yeah, and certainly, of course, a couple. Oh, that's that that thing over my shoulder. That's that's a Land Raider Redeemer. Yeah, yes, how about that? Full of dudes, very angry dudes. Yeah. So, all right. So that's those are sort of the 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 couple of down down points uh, were um, you know the the deletion of the command squad and the Deathwing Knights getting getting bad touched a little bit but let's talk about you just mentioned them let's let's go back up uh scroll up here and let's talk about the the new inner circle companions what um i think of as as the dark angels um side grade to the blade guard first so and are you just as crazy hype for the models as me because they are oh my god they are gorgeous oh they are stunning when i saw Mm. those i was like uh no i really need to go back to dark angels holy crap Yeah. They're gorgeous. So they t- are taken in units of three or six, akin to Blade Guard, which is, is, is interesting. Um, 105 points for three. Blade Guard is, I think, 30 points. I think it's 90 points for three there. So you're paying a little bit over. You are, yeah. I mean, it, it, like you, I think you said it. I think you said it perfectly. They're a bit of a side grade. So if you want something that's got a bit more strength and has a, bit, a little bit more jank, because essentially when you buy a blade guard, you're, you're essentially you're buying the chassis of the blade guard, the three wound Astartes profile without an invulnerable save. These guys don't have an invuln, which I think is a bit rough, but you're always going to have a character with them. And when you have a character attached to them, the unit's just minus one to hit. Um, and you're always going to have a character. I think Asmundai is a very right. good pick here um, to, be, to be chucked in with these guys. Um, but give us the lowdown. Tell us about these. Uh, what, are they, what are they doing in combat? What are these Calibanite great swords uh, going to be packing? All right, so the Calibanite great swords—they've got a strike and they've got a sweep profile, like a lot of things. Uh, like you mentioned, in, in um, while a character's leading them, they're minus one to hit, uh, or they're uh, minus one to be hit. Yep. Um, and then uh, each time they a model in this unit makes an attack that targets a character unit, add one to the hit roll. So again, something good to if you can get in some some precision into this unit yep. uh, some way somehow. Can't imagine how that could happen. Oh, no, uh, and then there's the, the, the Calibanite Greatsword, the strike profile, lethal hits, four attacks, hitting on threes, strength six, minus one, flat two damage. And then there's the sweep profile that has sustained hits two, four attacks, weapon skill three, strength six, minus one, one damage. So they've the sustained hits two when, you know, in and of itself on one model, it's not a big deal. But if you're, if you're rolling the full-size squad of six of these guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, can you do six? Yeah, you take, you take three or six. Um, of course, uh, three or six. Okay, yeah, yeah. two hundred and ten points uh, for the six. But you chuck asthma die in here, and then with that sweep profile, all the lethal hits, you just got four rerolls to hit, and you're just going to try and make the most of those lethals, those sustained, in addition to a bunch of other synergies you can put on these guys. There, in my mind, I'd love it. I'd more. I'd love it a lot more if they were the same price as blade guard. I mean, we can all, you know, we can always wish, wish and hope because essentially they're, they're five right. points more than a blade guard. The minus one to hit is is kind of nice. Um, I really love the fact that they're OC two. 
So they're three wounds, you know, akin to a blade guard, yeah. but they're objective control two. And I think that is a key selling point here that I, I like quite a lot. Yeah, that's a good that's a good call. Uh that's a good shout. The the OC two, I think having six guys with this profile on, you know, in uh, on an objective. Not the center. I don't think you're going to camp these on a center objective. You're going to, that's where your terminators go. But one of your side, uh, no man's land objectives are just in a building just behind, just out of range saying, come walk onto this objective and then we will charge you and then you will die. Yes. So, um, I, I think those are the, that is where you're going to want to use these guys besides on your display board. And, um, yeah, I, I think, I think they've got, I, I agree with you totally that the only thing that this unit is missing is an invulnerable save. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I had if a five. If they had up. an invuln, yeah, yeah. If they had a, a five up or God help us a four up, then they would be an absolute auto take in every Dark Angels mm, attachment from here till till the end of time. But um, yeah, other than that, they're they're still an amazing unit, you know, and they're they're normal. They're in normal power armor, so yep. you can put these in any transport bar or rhino. So. Correct. Um, and yeah. they can be attached by any character that can be attached to a stern guard veteran squad. So that is a, you know, that's most of them. <laughs> that's most of them. That is yeah. most of them. That's, that's, that's a, that's a chaplain. That's any of the, you know, pretty much almost all of the special, uh, characters in this codex. Um, so yeah, you could, you could well, do a lot with these guys. Asriel could be slapped in here to give these guys a four up involved, which I think is not a bad oh. idea either. Oh, that's, there it is. It's that's a, it's a, it. It's a little bit of a waste that, um, They've already got a lot of sustained hits, but then their big sweeps, the lethal hits, the two damage ones, would have lethal hits and sustained hits. Um, yeah. Which could be pretty spice. I mean, four attacks each. So, you know, six guys, four attacks each, which could be, hit, which, you know, against any relevant unit, I'll say that again, because any character unit, they're going to be hitting on twos with, you know, lethal and sustained hits. That's uh, pretty spicy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what are you attacking in this edition that isn't a character unit? Exactly right. That's what I mean. I mean, and if there's not a character unit, they're probably going to blow through it anyway without the help. Right. Yeah. Agreed. So all in all, I think, I think the inner circle companions are, you know, I think we both agree that they're an amazing unit and they have, we should be seeing a lot of them in a lot of, not every Ravenwing, but overall, uh, most uh, Dark Angel lists. Yeah. I mean, so. why are you doing it if you're not going to get the, the beautiful, gorgeous new models? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. And then uh, obviously in the index, just to, so in case anybody's wondering that hasn't looked through it yet, um, the Ravenwing command squad and the Ravenwing, even though Deathwing command squad's gone, Ravenwing command squad is still here. Black Knights are still here. The Dark yeah. Shroud and the Landspeeder Vengeance are all still here. So some of the relics of antiquity. Yeah, so the Ravenwing Command Squad now has changed in its modality. It's now very much akin to, say, a Dark Commune or a command, company command squad in that you buy the the, the, the package of the three models, the, the Ravenwing Champion, which is now actually a character model, so it can take enhancements, which is actually quite spicy, and the Apothecary and the Ancient, and now you attach them to a unit of Black Knights or Outriders. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you yeah, can I had noticed that, that, they, that they've got the key, that the Champion's got the character keyword. Yeah, they've got the leader keyword. So this is this. So unfortunately, you can't. And this is probably for the best. You can't make a super Death Star and have Samael with a command squad attached to nine. You know, attached to six blackers and have the ten. You know, black uh, black knights that we used to have. But um, yeah, definitely, this opens up some pretty spicy things. Like nine black knights coming on turn one from outflank. Uh, you know, could be a lot of firepower and a lot of danger. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. And then the last couple of uh, units just to mention is I'm. I'm I'm happy that the Dark Shroud, the Vengeance, and obviously the two aircraft are all still here. We don't need to mention the aircraft because aircraft are dead in 10th. Um, 
and for for better and for worse in some ways. Yep. Um, and then yeah, but the two the two uh, land speeders, um, the vengeance of course I feel like is the the um, the the proto storm speeder. Yes, um, it is indeed. With yeah, uh, and uh, and much prettier, frankly. Um, <clears throat> so, but those are both here in the in the book. Nothing really worth to. I don't. I don't know if they're anything you really want to take though. Yeah, I'm um, so I was a decent proponent of the land speed of vengeance previously, and unfortunately it has lost a pip of damage on its guns. And I have no reason to oh. tell you why that has happened, but the land speed of vengeance was damage two and damage three when overcharged. Now it's damage one and damage two. Um, which I mean is on brand for what they've done in a lot of the other, you know, for the lot of other data sheets have lost a damage. But yeah, unfortunately it's probably gonna be keeping my three vengeances on the shelf, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously there were way too many Landspeeder Vengeances tearing up the meta. Yeah, just just so many, mate. So many. <laughs> so many. So many. All right. So that summarizes all of the data sheets. Um, so now that we've done that, um, you know, uh, let's just go back and just do sort of a to, to tie a bow on all yeah. of this. Um, what are your overall impressions? We'll just run through each of the detachments and, and you give me your thoughts on playability and, and competitive sure. viability. So Unforgiven Task Force. Ari, we established the detachment rule is um, very sometimey. Yeah, mediocre. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, overall, the Unforgiven Task Force is a decent all-rounder. It gives you some decent modality in that a lot of the stratagems are good enough as they are to be worth taking and then have the additional caveats of the battle shock and the stuff like that. Um, I still think it's about in the medium section as far as, you know, all the, all the detachments available to a Dark Angels player, that being, you know, the the six in the Astartes you know, um, codex and then now these three um, it's still about in the middle it's perfectly perfectly serviceable there's some very strong stuff in here um, the loss of the dark talent uh, sorry the loss of the talent master you know that was what I was taking the shadow heroes on there's probably another decent option there as well but there is still some very strong options here but yeah it's it's in the middle it's it's def- you're not going to be unhappy playing it um, but it definitely it, it is leans yourself really well to the, its aesthetic it's supposed to be the green wing the the kind of the all comers and I suppose it's for other similar Detachments like say the Gladius is probably the you know the for Astartes is definitely in pole position for the most well rounded of detachments you can take. This is sitting a little a little bit under that in strength, but still perfectly yeah. sensible. Yeah, I I will say I, I I said this when I read the index and I'm gonna say it again. The I feel like the lack of weapons of the Dark Age takes a little bit away yeah. from the identity of the Dark Angels. Yeah, me too. I really wish it was in here and it was just like a plus one to wound on Plasma or, you know, I don't think it should be plus one damage that might, on Hellblast. No, 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 that or, was too much. Or six Inceptors now dropping three inches away with, you know, damage four. <laughs> it would be it would be pretty, pretty right. heinous, but they could have given us, you know, a plus one to wound on Plasma or you don't get hazardous if you overcharge or something like that. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking. It was just, just, just have something that where you don't have hazardous Mm. Um, you don't have to take a hazardous test. So, um, but such is life. Um, all right. Um, inner circle task force. So good rules, genuinely good rules. What is rough with inner circle task force is that the units, it feels like the units that they're applicable to, um, even though a bunch of stuff got the dark angels, you know, uh, sorry, got the death wing, you know, uh, keyword attached to them. They're not the stuff that's good to use the ma- vast majority of these rules on. I feel like this is the one that I'm, I-, I was reading the rules and reading the kind of the package of the detachment. I was really excited about. And then I tried to, I was th- conceptually thinking about the list I was using it on. I'm like, 
well, that's just not a list I'm excited about because it's a lot of vanilla Terminators. It's not doesn't feel Dark Angel-y because, of course, naturally, I do I, I don't take in Deathwing Knights because, um, unfortunately, that I don't believe in they're in a great place. And the Deathwing Command Squad is gone. So, I mean, apart from like they're, they're just being white Terminators with plasma cannons instead of assault cannons over flamers, there's nothing really to tell me that this is de- this is a Deathwing list. And, and so this one is a little bit of disappointment, not in the fact of the rules, but in the 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 end result of the detachment that the list you end up writing and playing I don't I don't love I don't, and I'm not excited about unfortunately but the actual rules on paper are, are pretty legit yeah a hundred percent agree I think the rules as written are really great and they they on paper first blush this could be a lot of a, this could be a really fun detachment to play but the units that you're forced to play with mm. takes a lot of the fun out of it's a little bit yeah. of a fun sponge that, that you know especially with deathwing knights like you said going up to 290 yeah make, making them so expensive i i get the i get the nerf of of lim- limiting them to five five model units yeah. that's fine you could cope with that but the rest of the nerfs they got hit with too just sort of yeah legitimately for the nerfs that they took they should have gone down in points but they, they put them up in points if the if the sorry and that yeah. is that is with the caveat of if the 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 points in this document are to be believed. There could be very well be a balanced data slate that's out by now where there are different points. And of course, that we'd have to reevaluate then. But just on face value, um, I, don't, I don't want to be taking them in, in, in this, unfortunately. They're not doing it for me. And then what? This yeah. just ends up being like 20 or 30 you know, regular Terminators. That doesn't, that doesn't do it for me. And then a bunch of foot slogging like Blade Guard and whatnot. Yeah it, yeah, it just sort of ends up being a better version of the first company task force. Oh, I, I will yeah. mention though, I, I don't know if we mentioned this and maybe it goes without saying, but the new inner circle companions do have the Deathwing keyword. Yes, so they do. you could also be taking them in this detachment too, to, Correct. to, to great benefit. And that might end so, up being the best that. thing you can do is just take like a bunch of blade guard, a bunch of Deathwing companions and just hoof it, you know, get right into your opponent. I mean, one unit of Terminators to get, you know, full use out of the, the first turn deep strike and three inches away kind of combo. Of which, of course, you have to have. yeah slam them into a, slam them into a couple of land raiders or repulsors too, and yeah, you know, have, with, an, appro- with, with an appropriate soundtrack, of course, you know, naturally, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, All right, and then last but not least, we got to talk about the company of hunters, uh, the Ravenwing detachment. I feel like this is a miss. Like, if you're gonna do Ravenwing, just use the Stormlands detachment. That's exactly what I was going to say, mate. The fact is that this fails. If the Stormlands didn't exist, I'd be very excited about this one. But the fact that, like, I, I, I'm sorry, um, and just just a straight up, just doing it off the detachment rule, advance and charge is better than uh, advance and shoot. Uh, <laughs> just yeah. straight up. Advance and charge yeah. is just is, is so much better than that and so much stronger and gives you so much more versatility. The fa- And also the fact that that detachment is faster than this one because it has the auto advance in it. So there yeah. is that as well. Yeah. There, there is some very good things in here. There are, yeah, some, still some very, there are still some very good things in here. And definitely I will be playing with this detachment because I'm already semi-committed and I want to play with my 30 Black Knights or as many as I can. Um, but uh, once again, uh, it, it kind of fails the, the, in the comparison um, thing. But so the one thing that I will say for this one is that um, it has one of the things that I think the Stormlands is missing. And the, the, one of the only things that Stormlands doesn't have, it has a lot of activator abilities, at least to activate your army. It doesn't have actually anything to increase your damage. Talon Strike in here might end up being the game changer in the fact that you have a one CP plus one to wound against you know, infantry character and mounted character units. That might be enough. That makes it you know, appealing in some ways over 
the Stormlands, but I found playing the Stormlands, I mean, I'm playing with plasma, you know, plasma talents and stuff. I'm not struggling to wound things that aren't knights. And, you know, I can't use this, to, I can't use talent strike to wound knights anyway, because it's infantry and mounted characters. So um, it's not offering as much as I thought it, as, as you would think when you go into applications. Um, so yeah, I think this just dies by the compar- in the comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I, I, and like you said, maybe there's, there's, you know, because neither of us, I haven't done any play testing with this and, um, I don't know if you have either. It's maybe some of the strat support pulls it a little bit ahead of Stormlance yeah. in the yeah. in the long run. But yeah, at first blush, at least Stormlance, because my and my issue is is that I think that uh, much like you said, advance and f- charge is better than advance and shoot because Correct. what guns are you going to be shooting on most of your army? The bolt guns on the Outriders, woohoo! Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. you you don't have. Now it does say it adapts to Astartes units from your army are eligible to shoot. So it's like, okay, you can advance and charge with, or I mean, you can advance and shoot with aggressors, you know, tanks, tanks, yeah. aggressors, yeah. tanks. Yeah. There's that, but you, but you, the things you want to be doing, getting in and charging with, or getting in and shooting with for, for the most of your, what's going to be most of your list. Outrider bikes. Okay. What are you advancing and shooting with? Woohoo. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the ATVs. Yeah. Too many points. A couple of multi melters. Yeah, 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 and way too many points. So, and and also as you as you've mentioned a couple uh, times, uh, a lot of this is sort of a hanging question mark because as we're recording this, uh, and, you know, LVO is a week away, and yep. there's a balanced data slate hanging in the air somewhere that could be dropping any second. So mm. that could also materially adjust yeah. our, our our outlook on this. Of the three of them, though. Um- Company of Hunters is the one, I'm, of course, I've already stated. I'm undecided about it most. There is some, like I said, there is still some really good stuff. And of course, you are always going to have the comparison with the Stormlands. They both have, you know, bring stuff on reserved first turn abilities. Um, they th- This one has a, the scout ability as well, which I, I think is actually quite spicy and could be a bit of an X factor. And the sticky objectives is is another big one for me that I quite like. Yeah, um, so the Sticky objectives is huge. Yeah, so more and more, it's making a case for me to try this because I have tried the Stormlands and I think the Stormlands has a lot of good things, has a lot of bad things. Like I said, one of the issues being um, you can't really turn on any extra damage. You just pretty much get whatever damage you've brought plus, you know, bonuses from both of the moment, which is usually, it's been enough, you know, in, in, my, in the games that I've played with it. It has been, definitely been enough. And I'll definitely be trying this one, but this one definitely has a lower baseline of power. But that's very raving, right? They're very janky. You, 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 you want to yes. be made to work for a little bit more. So maybe there is some more meat on the bone um, after some playtesting. But of the three of them, um, of course, the Unforgiven Task Force is exactly what it looks like on the front. We all know, you know, Dark Inch players all know what that's got to offer. The Inner Circle one, unfortunately, is, disappoint- is a disappointment, not via rules, but via, you know, list. Whereas this is the opposite. This is a bit of a disappointment via rules, but the units are quite exciting. Well, you know, Ravenwing by by definition is an exciting army to play. So we'll see how that works. Yeah. We shall see. And now for a word from our sponsor, C Studios. They are the experts in providing professional miniature painting services, ensuring your armies always look their best on the battlefield. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or just starting out, C Studios can help bring your miniatures to life. Don't miss out on their quality craftsmanship. All right, guys, that is it. Thank you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again, as always, for giving us your time and your attention. Huge thank you to Adam for traveling back in time about 16 uh, hours yeah. uh, to to talk with me and to record with me. This uh, dude, it was great. It's, it's always yeah, great to pleasure. see you. Um, Absolute uh, pleasure, mate. You are, are you coming to LVO or no? I'm no, you're not. not coming to LVO. I will be there for Adepticon if you're going to head that way. I don't think I'm making it to Adepticon this year. 
Um, so, but I'm, I'm sure, sure I will see you at, at a Agreed. future event sometime, uh, sometime in the near future. We got to get it. We got to get drinks again. For sure. I'm sure our paths will cross, mate. And if, if you ever see me at any events that I'm at, please come say good day. We'd be more than happy to, to chit chat with anybody, anywhere, anytime about our great game of 40K. Yeah. Adam is literally one of the nicest people uh, you can run into at any 40K event. Literally, I have come up and approached him a couple of times before he knew who I was and it was just chatting with me. No problem. So also, I will say just as a, as a cheap plug, um, I am a patron of exactly two podcasts. Oh, Across the Bifrost, which I mentioned, and Art of War Down Under. Those are uh, the only two things I will pay for. Legend. So, legend. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, check, check out uh, all of Adam's uh, content for sure. He is a gentleman and a scholar and a true legend of our, of our uh, hobby here. So thank you. Check thank him out. you so much. My absolute honor to be on, your, on the show with you, mate. Thank you very much. Yep. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, all right, guys, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is it. Um, the next episode, which will probably be coming out before you hear this one because of uh, you know r- rules and requirements, um, as uh, Steve and I are going to sit down and talk about LVO prep, um, and we're going to talk about some sportsmanship stuff, which I know we haven't had a chance to, to touch on in a while. So uh, Steve should be back um, in the near future or for you listening to this in the near past. So we'll see. Uh, until then, this is Dave Callmill for Adam Camilleri and for Vanguard Tactics saying... Of all the Primarchs, save perhaps Mortarian, Lionel Johnson stands apart. Partially this is due to his taciturn nature, a brooding silence hangs over him at all times. Yet there is something more, something buried beneath his noble exterior. Perhaps this is a result of his upbringing, growing to maturity alone in the monster-ridden forests of Caliban. Even at a council of war, the lion moves like an apex predator. He is always watching, always planning, always hunting. He unnerves even his brothers. Take care, guys. Have a great week. Take care, guys. Have a great week.